Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 149th film from 2019. It's the Indian Hindi language drama Music Teacher. It's directed by Sarthak Dasgupta and it stars Manav Kool, Divya Duda and Nina Gupta. I am Jesse and I'm here with MJ. How are you? I am very, very well, very much looking forward to discussing this film with you. And I'm glad I'm back for another week. I think since I came back, I've only missed one, haven't I? So yeah, I've yeah. made a pretty good track record of it. And that was another Indian film um, that you missed as well. So and that wasn't deliberate. <laughs> I feel like from um, from number 100 and we're nearly at 150, I feel like we have had um, a fair chunk of uh, international films, which is, is good because... As um, daunting as sometimes it is, I do thoroughly enjoy seeing films that I probably would never go out of my way to see. This is like forces me to do it. Mm. And look, that's 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 the model, right? At the end of the day, when we started this podcast 150 odd episodes ago, and our goal was to catch up with Netflix <laughs> on their original films. And as we've seen in the last couple of years, I mean, they're punching out original films, you know, sometimes two or three a week. And... <laughs> When you're doing that, then it just gives you this license to, to get films from all over the world. When you've got an international product, then it makes a lot of sense. So I think we're just going to continue to be seeing this going forward. What's this, 2019? So we're still a long way to go. We're never going to catch. Um, yeah, we but, ain't catching that. <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. It still gives us something to talk about. Um, we, we start our show with our fast flicks. So we do a quick little summary of uh, the film. So what's your fast flicks for Music Teacher? Uh, it is a middle-aged man revisits his past when the one that got away returns to town. Oh, I like that. Um, I was so blank on any originality for this that I've never done this before, but I'm going to use someone else's summary. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving some credit. This is for Chinky Sina. So if you're listening, Chinky, um, this, this is their um, <laughs> summary of this film. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. Okay. There is a man who sits on a bench overlooking a valley. He sometimes lights a cigarette and then throws it away, allows himself to indulge in memories of a distant past where there used to be a girl with curly hair who wanted to stay back for the sake of beautiful evenings in a hilly town with her music teacher. But he had said to her, she must go out and into the world to sing. They had met at a waterfall. Done. Mm. Thank you very much, Chinky. That was great. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Um, so where did you find that uh, review? I can't remember because I think I was pretty intoxicated, um, but, I, <laughs> but I saw it and I go, I thought, well, that um, sounds poetic. Just just reading that out, I was like, it just makes this this film sound like it's a masterpiece. So um, thank you very much for, for giving for me that. For what it's worth, I don't hate it, but I, uh, I don't know if it necessarily, <laughs> if someone's like, hey, what's the music teacher about? And you said that, I'd be like, no, no, seriously, what's what's music teacher about? But I enjoyed, I enjoyed that we've gone down different paths for this. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I just could couldn't couldn't um, not share that. So <laughs> this is the part where we talk about how this film got onto Netflix or how it was put together. So what could you find about this one? Well, I, I ended up stumbling across something that gave me a little bit of information because I was initially stuck because Wikipedia gave me nothing and yeah. and IMDb gave me very little as well. So. What I did discover is that the story itself um, basically comes from a poem by Joy Goswami's uh, Malatibalala Balika 
you to yell like i'm so sorry for that i'm glad i'm glad that you're first because i was going to struggle my way through that as well so thank you <laughs> when i was reading this to myself i was like oh yeah i can read that and i read it and it was fine and as soon as you press record then i sort of go to water anyway i apologize um the, the poem itself is about a young girl who grows up to become a needlework tutor uh and the song's about her longing for oh god there's another name here. um <laughs> Benim Mabab, who is a well-read man who she met when she was in her sweet 16 beside the bridge. And this woman basically is waiting for this man forever. So that, that's, that's the crux of this poem. Um, and this song that she sings, it really resonates with, resonated with the director, Sartharak uh, Dasgupta. Uh, so he had this idea for a story based on this song or poem, and he wanted to tell the story of the woman seeing the man again, but he wanted to be able to tell the story. Oh, hang on. I'm going to do a spoiler alert, actually, just before I continue that sentence. Good idea. Um, yeah. We are going to spoil the movie Music Teacher. Um, so if you haven't watched it and you do want to watch it before we spoil it, um, watch it and then come back to us. Otherwise, keep listening and you'll, um, you'll cop some spoilers. But he wanted to make this movie of the woman meeting the man again, but he wanted the woman to actually basically say no to this man after she'd been waiting all this time and he sort of wants her back and she says no. So... He kept calling up directors and producers and eventually decided if he wanted this film to get made, he'd have to do it himself. So after years of trying, the producers eventually agreed to take on this project. The story itself went through 22 drafts. At first, he wanted uh, Nawazuddin Siddiqui and Frida Pinto as um, the two main characters in the film. But by the time he actually found producers, Sadiqui had actually become quite a big star in India and they couldn't actually afford to have him in the project. Frida Pinto feels like she probably would have already been a big star and mm. probably too expensive for them. But anyway, man can dream. <laughs> so after basically after 17 years of waiting, they finally shoot this film in 18 days, which I kind of like. Um, and ironically, that prolonged act of waiting is, is kind of the, the crux of the film as well. So this film was produced by... Udal Films, which is a production company in India that more or less specialises in independent cinema. And um, they basically, they were the ones that produced this film um, and they've formed a little bit of a relationship with Netflix because in uh, 2018, 2019, that's when we heard that Bridge Mahan Amar Rai, which, which is a movie that we've done on this podcast, was acquired by Netflix. And at that point, they spoke about this being the first collaboration between the two parties uh, and they highlighted their commitment towards forging solid relationships with Indian content creators. And then Music Teacher was, was I, I'm not sure if it was part of that same deal or whether it had just the fact that they already started that relationship. And these Netflix originals um, currently part of other originals that they're doing with Udal Films. So uh, we might have already seen other ones that I wasn't on the podcast for actually, Jesse, with Udal. But uh, either way, if not, we'll probably get some more. So that's kind of the story of this film. Excellently put. That's the same article that uh, I found as well, which obviously talked about um, all the all those things that you've mentioned. Apparently, it's set in 1985. Um, so mm, the, I enjoyed finding that out as well. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was interesting. And the only other context that I can add is, I guess, that um, the actor who plays the main character in this one, uh, Manav Cool, he mentioned that playing this character, he felt made him become a better person. And his highlight of, of filming this movie was when the director and 
we've already said a spoiler alert, but at the end, there's this scene with uh, the, the two characters actually getting together. And, and he said that the director would run out of the room with tears in his eyes in that final scene. Um, and so obviously um, that that's left a lasting impression on him um, as for playing this character and, and being a part of this production as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's nice. So it, this hit Netflix on the 12th of April, 2019 filmed around some beautiful scenery um, in the Himachal Pradesh area of India. What's some consensus that we've got for this one? What, what are the people saying about this movie? Uh, well, the, the, the overarching theme that I've found from looking at the consensus is that there's just not that many people who have, who have rated it. So not necessarily have seen it, but it sort of does coincide with the fact that not many people have seen it. Um, it's a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, which is great score. Um, but it's only got 606 ratings. And on Letterboxd, it's a 3.2 out of 5, which is basically exactly the same. But it's got 86 ratings. Um, and I think there's probably an element of IMDb and Letterboxd being very westernized platforms. Potentially, a lot of people in India have seen these films and aren't the type to jump on those platforms and, and rate it. And probably similarly with Rotten Tomatoes, Jesse. Yeah, I think very good point that you make because Rotten Tomatoes, only three critics have seen it. One was positive, two were negative, so no overall picture there. Uh, the audience, under 50 reviews, so again, on the smaller side, but it sits at 67% from the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, like you mentioned, it's very hard to get an overall picture when there are so few people that have gone out of their way to to express their feelings on this one, I guess. And that will lead us into you giving us your early thoughts on your expressions of this film. Yeah, so for me, it was, um, it was a real slow burn. I, I eventually kind of became a bit more interested in, in Benny's character journey. I still found him a very difficult character to like so much angst. He was kind of so deep into his own self pity and in a slow film, that's basically centered around one man. It was at times a pretty hard sell. So with that said, I, I like the idea of moving on and letting go. And, and even if that looks a little bit different than what you expected. So the themes were, were kind of nice, but it, it was, it was slow. Um, before I throw to you, though, you said something just before we started recording that I actually think is going to be really relevant to a recording about how you have just been hanging out to talk about this film for about a week. So I, I, I cannot wait to find out. Yeah, I'm going to put this really shortly and really sharply. And I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. It was a, a massive slog. Um, and I really disliked this. This, this, is, <laughs> this is a protagonist that I did not care about one little bit and a completely ridiculous ending. And that sums up how I feel. Like, I can't wait to get into this. Ah, the ending. I'm not sure <laughs> if you're talking about the actual, like, the ending of the the relationship, the relationship or the actual yeah. physical ending of the, yeah. yeah. Well, the ending, that, that was his story. <laughs> That's what he wanted to tell. It took him 17 years to tell this story. <laughs> oh, my Lord. What a what a conclusion to a film. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on. This We'll talk about some characters. So, You've already mentioned that this is Benny's story. So what are your thoughts on Benny? Yeah, I, I kind of touched on it already and you mentioned it too. I found him hard work. Um, it's not as though he's a particularly bad person, although he does have some really questionable moments, but it's more that he's he's kind of starting so far back in this story of, I guess it's somewhat of a redemption, that I don't know how satisfying it was from a viewer just watching him battle through it and just be a bit of an arsehole the whole time. So he really is quite socially inept. He has issues putting people ahead of himself. And because we get these flashback scenes, we know that this, <laughs> this 
basically been part of his personality since before <laughs> he met Jotsna. Like, I never actually got much of an indication that he was interested in her. Maybe it's much more subtle in his socially awkward demeanor, but this kind of prohibited me from having much sympathy towards him in any way. Yes, I agree with everything that you've said because I thought this was an absolutely woeful character. Um, and I, we've seen this time and time again. You've got this idea he's taking on this this male role of the household and he's got to marry off his sister, which is, which is all un- understandable in the, the cultural context of this film. Um, and I didn't actually understand, like, there's this idea that he wanted this music career and, you know, he wanted to go to Mumbai to do this, but he had to come home and has all these responsibilities because of this. And I get that, but I didn't believe that he actually wanted this career himself, even though that was why he was pushing Jasana so much. And I think as a character, they, they do a good job of ensuring he avoids any conversations or talk about, you know, he always shuts down conversations when people are asking him, why have you come back? Or, you know, why aren't you putting in any effort to talk to Jotsana and things like that. But the, the down and out uh, attributes of this character and these constant shots of him reflecting by water and things like that were just ridiculous. And it, and it meant that I just never really connected with him one little bit. And I think that um, the scenes with his mother are, aren't too bad because they, they sort of show that, you know, she's trying to convince him he needs to settle down. He needs to snap out of this, these issues that he's got. But he doesn't change, like you mentioned, throughout the film from the, these flashbacks that we do see. You know, we see him smoking on a cliff to smoking on a cliff at the end from the, the opening shot to the, the finishing <laughs> shot. And they make a deal about that's something that he needs to stop. And that, the, the opening and closing shot are the same thing. So to me, that that as a, a film element tells us nothing has changed. So what is the point of this film? Um, he focuses so much on perfection and he is anything <clears throat> but um, a piece of perfection. And that's my thoughts on him. Well, I guess that's two things to that. One, that's a good point about perfection, but I guess that's almost an argument about why striving for perfection doesn't work. And that's kind of the advice his mum gives him is that you're not going to be perfect, but he's so hell-bent on being perfect and he's kind of not going to do anything until it is perfect, which is flawed. Um, And I guess it's trying to say that. The other thing is he lights a cigarette at the start, but he doesn't actually smoke it because he made their promise. And by the end of it, he's like moving on from her. So he does smoke it, even though he doesn't want it. So it's a symbolism of him having moved on from his the shackles of Jotiana, but um, everything else is <laughs> perfectly accurate. Yeah. I, uh, I still, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, okay, good. Let's talk about someone else. Who have you got? Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about Jots, Jots, Jotsna, Jotsana. I don't know. Jotsana. Um there's, there's such a sadness to this character because it, it's a character that we meet as uh, she's really bubbly, she's really cheeky, there's a charisma in a charming and warm way. And I get that she falls in love with Benny, but it pains me that she's never able to move on from him because she's just got herself stuck in this prison of loving him but not being able to be with him and, and continues to live her life following the path that he laid out for her. So she's choosing to remain trapped as opposed to emotionally moving on and moving. And I just don't buy Benny as, as the man that can do that to you. Um, it, it, yeah, that, that's the only thing that bothered me, but there's such a sadness to her. And I think that's really deliberate um, and probably a commentary on the women's role in that society. And I and not knowing at the time, but in, in 1985, obviously maybe things are a little bit different now, but that's a commentary on that. And that, that sadness really came through in her character by the end of it. 
yeah, I, further to what, like, I, I didn't really understand that, that love that she had for him. Um, so mm-hmm. it was hard to like, and as you mentioned, it, it's a sad character because everything that she was doing was for him and he was still a prick to her. Like mm-hmm. she, she didn't want to sing. She didn't want to create, she wanted to stay in the mountain. She, um, but he forced her into all these things um, because he didn't have these things himself is what they're trying to say. And um, I, I kind of appreciated her parents in trying to shut down or ensure that she moved on so that she could be separated from him. Um, and sometimes, you know, in a movie about love, you don't necessarily appreciate those things, but I think I did with mm. her because um you know, it was nice to see her actually achieve something, even though that's not an achievement that she wanted. So it's a tricky yeah. situation. It's a real tricky situation with her. Um, all right. I think Dita's probably the the other character we probably want to discuss. Yeah, probably the only one other one that I found uh, worth, worth really drawing on. There's also a sadness to this character, but I think it's wrapped in, in strength and independence. And I guess... This is a again a reality or even a commentary for females, you know, in this world. They're so dependent on the men in their lives. But what I like about Gita is, whilst she accepts that this is the notion that everyone lives by, she doesn't feel it necessarily to do live by that herself. And I initially felt really hard done by her story because you know she's eventually left alone and her father dies and her husband's you know seeing someone else and uh, Benny kind of flirts with the idea of being with her and then just buggers off again. But the more I think about it, the more I kind of like her finishing this, this movie on her own, the idea that she's carving out her own journey and she's strong enough to buck this trend. Cause I just thought she was just a really beautiful soul. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I was very happy that they didn't end up together at the end because she was too nice. She was too good for mm. Benny. And he didn't, from what we saw from him, he did not deserve her one little bit. And, you know, she, the, the, the the idea that her husband's run off on her and and she's still looking like she's trying to be strong i really liked that in her um but again i didn't like that she was almost used as a stepping stone for benny to get what he wanted like it was like she was a, a character piece that was just used so his story could progress and i found that a little bit icky you mentioned that her dad died was it her dad or the husband's dad yeah, that's a good point. I, 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 at one point, I thought it was her dad, yeah. and then I thought it was her husband's dad, and then by the end, I thought it was her, her dad, dad again. again. So I, I got a little bit lost in that. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. I, that's what I, when you said it, I brought it up too because I was like, yeah, at, at some stage, and then when they had the burial ceremony, I was like, the husband wasn't there, and then she was doing the last rite sort of thing. So they made it out maybe it was her father, but yeah, I mm-hmm. uh, met his father. So yeah, I don't know. It was it wasn't very clear either. I think. Um. Director Sarfak Dasgupta um, only done two features, this one and one called The Great Indian Butterfly in 2007. So a bit of a, a break between films. Um, not much else, really. Yeah, I get the vibe that he's not necessarily like a full-time director. I, I, even looking at his IMDb page, there's not a heap of stuff that he's done there. So I think kind of, and, and reading that, what we read about how he wanted to get this movie made was almost like, he just wanted to do it, even though he didn't wasn't necessarily trained in, in making movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I get the feeling he might do other things as well, uh, yeah. which would explain why over like a twenty year period he's made two films. He's probably doing a bit more. Passion project. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. All right, time to talk about some scenes. What are some scenes that you enjoyed in this one? Yeah, look again, not necessarily a scene, but I just I appreciated seeing this 
more open countryside mountains of India. And I thought some of the scenic shots looked great, um, particularly in, in 4K as well. And the cinematography really was beautiful. Those big trees. And I, I just, I felt quite a warmth watching it and the comfort watching it. I thought they were sensational. Um, and the only scene per se that I have is, is when he has that argument with her mum. And we've already mentioned this as well, talking about perfection when, you know, sometimes it's better to get the job done than to do things perfectly. And, and we get a good insight into his character when he's just like, no, everything has to be done perfectly. And you're like, whoa, that's, that's not good, mate. And then I was starting to get worried that I was going to leave it there, but I do like that she retorts with, you know, life is never perfect. And that's kind of his problem. He's trying to force this perfect life and it's just not possible. And as a result, you get this super flawed dude. <laughs> yep. Um, I'll just echo your comments. The the scenery was one of those things that stood out for me too. Just some some absolutely beautiful shots. Um, and the only other thing that I, I liked in this one was there's um scenes where this van with a loudspeaker on the roof goes around promoting this concert, and it just gave me memories of uh, being in like Thailand and Mexico. Um, and that that made me happy. <laughs> that's good. No, that's what movies are supposed to do. That they're supposed to touch you in personal ways. Okay. Well, what are some things you didn't like in this? I so this movie is called The Music Teacher, and we've got this character who has dedicated his life to music. He's hell bent on sticking to this music path, and there's a scene where um, Jotziana asks Benny, "You know, what is music to you?" And he's, I'm kind of like, oh, this is going to be important. This is an important scene. And his response was, anything that touches the heart is music. And that was it. And that was terrible. Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're going to make a movie about this, you need to get that line right. And maybe that's going to help with, with developing that character. But that stunk. So I had to call that one out. Good. Um, I hated the scene where... This, this is a flashback scene as well. Maybe I didn't like young, young Benny. Uh, but she, when she asked him to marry him and... just like absolutely no sense of occasion he just basically asked her to get the music producer to listen to his songs like how socially inept is this guy just not even a recognition of you know maybe we shouldn't do this maybe your career is better he was just like no go do this we're not getting he didn't even like and she's like you didn't even answer the question and he didn't he didn't even say yes or no once like that was terrible what a a shocking (laughs) good um and the other, only other scene that I do have is when he's at dinner with his mate the second time and his mate just explodes and just like waxed him. Yeah. And, and I kind of like, I know there's more to it because I guess he kind of disrespected him, but I'm watching this like, is he just angry at him because he's got no money? Like he, he's talked about wanting the job and he's like, you can't even pay for dinner. Rah, rah, rah. Um, that was bad as well. I don't know what that was trying to achieve. Yeah, maybe because he was offering his sister as well, hand in marriage. Possibly. Well, so, he didn't. He didn't yeah. actually say that. Yeah, yeah. Benny just said, "You just want me to do that." Yeah. So that's why I don't know whether there was just like a level of disrespect to it. Um. But yeah, I'm assuming yeah. that was his his agenda. agenda. He just yeah. exploded. Yeah, maybe it was just so we could get a shot of him sitting in the gutter. Um. They just wanted another <laughs> shot of him reflecting and sitting there being sad. It's like, how many of these shots can maybe. we get in a film? <laughs> God. Um. That was me though. Good. So yeah, like you mentioned, this is. This film's about a music teacher, and uh, I know with a lot of the Indian films, we do get a lot of song. Um, the, the 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 songs in this didn't really do much for me, especially the one about rain. Um, 
There were words used like moist and soaked and pitter patter and pause and swell and passion. And I was like, this is almost like a porn parody song. It was just, <laughs> it, was just it was just, I was just like, this is, this is too much um, for what's going on. And I don't know if that's in the translation, but it just didn't, I was gonna say, you gotta it up. <laughs> didn't hit the mark. Um, this, this really annoyed me when I was watching the film. Um, I worked it out as the film went on, but I had to pause the film a couple of times and rewind to rewatch a couple of scenes because at the 19 minute mark and the 27 minute mark, there were these loud coughs. <laughs> yeah. Right. So go back and do it. Right. So 19 minute and 27 minute mark, there were these loud coughs and I rewound and I was like, this is such poor production. Why are these? Like this, there's someone sitting behind the camera just coughing and they're, they're filming these things. As the film went on, like I thought they were random and really out of context. And then I, I made sure I heard it right. And then as the film went on, I realized ah, that it's possibly the old, the old guy in the, yeah, yeah. because the scenes were both in the house of, of Gita's house. Um, but just like there was no subtitle, <laughs> there's no subtitle saying old man coughing or anything like that. Yeah. It was just like it just felt so weird and out of place. Um, just a okay. real I do, I do remember them now. <laughs> I um, that's that was to me just saying this man's gonna die. That, yeah, I do remember that. And then it sort of gave me this realization, I guess, that um, because they do say that he's got um, tuberculosis. And maybe having him coughing there means that as an audience, we're supposed to understand that he's hearing these conversations that Benny and Gita are having. So he knew that Amit was never going to come back. So he was happy to die. So that, that, that's, but that took a lot of um, Mm. thinking and like a film doesn't, you don't need to think that much and trying to work something out that much. So that, that really really got me. Um, (laughs) There's a scene where, um, uh, Benny and Gita sort of start to get together and make out and there's this weird holding and kissing. And I was just like, that was weird. That was just <laughs> that was real weird, <laughs> real weird. And um, the the last thing I've got is that whole meeting of uh, Benny and Jotsna backstage. I just thought it was really awkward with him like crying and begging to have her back. And it just, I don't know. I don't know it just felt awkward. I could, couldn't deal with that. Did you, um, oh, this is it. Cause you obviously didn't like that scene. You didn't like the ending. Did you want them to get together? Did that bother you? Um, no, I probably didn't want them to get together, but I wanted like her to like tell him, nah, goodbye. Mm. Not just like such an open-ended thing, like saying, you know, yeah, I, I just felt felt the the conversation between the two. If the film had have ended there, you probably as an audience member would have thought that they were going to get together. It's a really good point because I, I probably similarly, I just got to a point where I assumed, ah, this is all set up so they can get back together. Mm. And I still I don't quite understand why they didn't. I yeah. don't think she gave me a good enough reason. Because you're right, when, when he left, I'm like, I don't, they'll, they'll catch up yeah. tomorrow and they'll, they'll work through this. And obviously, they, that wasn't about that. I, you're right, they could have done that a lot better. And if his whole thing is he wanted to make a story about the woman saying no, he probably really missed that opportunity. <laughs> there could have been a very clear decisive i think she mentioned something about like oh you know i've got a vip thing but i'll see you after that or something i was like oh, okay so they're gonna so see each too, other yeah. yeah and and then i think the only explanation i can really give is that she is just as broken as he is but there has to be something cultural about the way she's living her life that he can't be part of that because his whole thing was like when he's talking to that 
that mate of his, he's like, oh, look, I'll just go on tour with her. I'll just do this and do that. It's like, oh, you can't do that. And like, you, like, it's like you can't do that as opposed to like, oh, that would be shameful. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's got to be something there that they're probably missing a little bit in translation about why it can't work between them. And then you've got these two people who kind of love each other and can't be together. It's really sad. Yeah, because he does offer to be a manager or something like, oh, I'll, you know, yeah. Yeah, so that, that like, would... I'll, I'll go live with yeah. you in Mumbai. And it's yeah. like, why? And she's just like, oh, no, no, we can't do that. It's like, why not? <laughs> but even setting aside any cultural misunderstandings we've got, like you need a clear definitive moment where if her life is that far up the creek, he needs to be held accountable for he's the reason that that's happened and that didn't happen. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think they, they got it wrong, but I'm just trying to yeah, make trying sense to of make it. Sense of it. Yeah. All right, well, what, is, what, are, what was this film trying to say? I think there's a whole bunch of mishmash ideas that we can take out of this one. Yeah, I, I do I do like the idea of um, trying to sell this notion of, of moving on and letting go, but this movie, more than any other movie I've probably ever seen that touches on these points, um, really labours how difficult that could be. And then by the end of it, labours how never going to end the way you think it is um and that doesn't mean that you you still can't move on and and i think we do see that scene where he does eventually let go when he does take that puff of the cigarette at the end and it's kind of for me i kind of felt that a little bit like oh well that's a nice touch that he he's recognized that and he can he's broken from this promise that he made to her about quitting smoking um and and it's literally an hour and a half of a guy battling to move on. As you said, he doesn't want to talk about her. This part of his life doesn't exist. Um, and he's a, he's a much lesser man for it. So you like to think that he's leaving this film in a much better place mentally and emotionally to actually do some things with his life and with the people in his life. So yeah. I think there's a mention of him having students in yeah. Um, he's got two students and I think one of them, I think I read somewhere that one of them overlapped with the place that Gita's auntie was or whatever, where she had, she has like one living relative in, in, in some city. And I think he had a student in that city. I wonder if there's like a little bit of a, Hey, I'm going to be meeting up with her again. So I don't know. It leaves you with some sort of hope that he's going to turn his life around a little bit. Cause he, he sure as hell needs to. Good. Very good pick up there on there possibility of, of him and Gita uh, being back together. Mm. I, yeah. I mean, that idea of moving on that you've mentioned because this guy is like a, a you know, he's facing regret, resentment, anger, um, pain, you know, he's got to give up on these dreams that he's, that he's had obviously. And um, I just related back to what that mum pretty much said was like, you know, life's not perfect. You just got to get shit done. And that's what he needs to do. He needs mm. to, to move on because this idea of love of, you know, eight years and not letting go, it, it hasn't worked for him. So it, it is time to move on. And it's a, it's a movie called music teacher. So it could have been done a lot better, but you'd like to think that this idea of, and there's that one line that you mentioned that was pretty woeful about, you just got to have heart, but, and you, they did talk about, you know, you can't study music like you can study math. You've got to have this, this mm. passion and, and this idea. And I, I saw this online. Um, someone wrote this line saying that, and because obviously it's set in around these mountains that, you know, mountains are about echoes of songs traveling far and wide into the night and loneliness amplified with the eerie kind of silence that is mystified by the mist that hangs over the roofs. 
I was like, "Ooh, that's pretty. Ooh. That's pretty pretty heavy." Um, the, the the director did say that he thought this film, his idea of this film, was about waiting. So his his whole idea of this film was about waiting, and and for me, the the way that that was done was through water and. I was so frustrated by the end of that. This idea of, you know, rain, rivers, thunder, umbrellas, tears, this whole idea of just how down and out this guy is. Um, I think they they made that very clear. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you take away from this one? Um, I think it's worth mentioning that they did a very good job of aging Benny in his before and after scenes. He he looked like a crankly old man in the, in the later ones and he looked all right in the younger ones so they did a good job and they've they've shown that those eight years have been pretty hard on him and i think uh, i'll give him a tick for that i know the glasses obviously helped he didn't have glass and he had glasses um but he just looked a hell of a lot older but look i think i think this story itself actually has legs i think as a romance film about moving on and letting go and how hard that can actually be how it can almost be impossible and how it impacts your life and those around you. I think there's a movie in that, um, but they needed to do a better job around the two main characters and their relationship and give me a reason to truly connect with them and their plight and give me a real reason to care. I think if you get that right, that last scene of them actually reconciling and, and not being able to be together, that's that's like a waterworks scene where you'll be crying your eyes out if you get that right. And uh Certainly wasn't what I felt, but I, there's enough there. Like this notion is there. I can understand why he wanted to make this movie about this idea. Um, I just think just didn't get it that right. I was trying not to laugh there because for me, I'm like the almost almost opposite. The the non-linear <laughs> editing of this movie frustrated the living daylights out of me. Um, and I, my note here was like, thank God for the glasses because without those glasses, I would have. I was <laughs> I was struggling to pick up what was present, what was, what was in the past. So um, that really frustrated me. Um, I don't know whether it's, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, that really made a difficult part of the experience of the difficultness of this for me was that the, the backwards and forwards. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing, like this is another international film where you've got this idea of men that are ruling the roost um, and the idea of arranged marriages. And I know that this is set in 1985, but when we look at films, they're meant to reflect the ideas and the values of the time that the film is made. So it's concerning for me that, and I don't know whether it's, and, and I think when um, the, the stage where you missed a few podcasts, I think I did like four or five Indian films and there are a couple that tried to break this stereotype, which were excellent. And then I just feel like going back to this one, sort of reversing what's going on. So um, there's one called Sony that I looked at and that did such a better job than, than what this did. And that just really, annoyed me i think for what it's worth is trying to criticize the gender roles that are happening and how the women are the collateral damage of the men's decisions um but i don't think there's a clean idea or resolution as to why that's good or bad yeah i just like with the sister i would have liked a little bit of pushback from her or a little bit of like I'm not happy with this. Whereas she was just like, cool, mm. you've got me a husband. Fantastic. And I don't mm. know. I just did. I don't know. I just, I just would have even one line <laughs> from her saying, why does it have, why does life have to be like this? Could have just mm. softened it a little bit. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. I'm Debbie. Did you jump on to check anyone out? No, I didn't. Me either. So did you have any questions that you wanted to ask about this one? 
Yeah, I th- we've we've sort of been asking each other questions already about yeah why things happened and why they didn't. But <clears throat> so I, I want to understand why does Jotiana dedicate her success to Benny in that newspaper article? Because to me, that read as I still love you and I want to reconcile with you. Um, and after he pours her heart out to her and she admits that they can't be together, that article then makes a lot less sense to me as to why she's actually doing that. Is it almost like spiteful that this is the man who's responsible for my success by the way i'm super unhappy thanks dickhead um because she certainly doesn't feel spiteful so that makes me wonder why did she like credit him so much even though she can't i don't know i just didn't know why she did that um and this is where that timeline confused me a bit i think he didn't have the glasses on in that scene so that credit was right at the start when she just got her break and then, so it's eight years later. Is that me misinterpreting that? I, I don't. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was when she came to town. She's a big star, and that's why because the, the sister was there. The sister was the one that had the had uh, the article. Yeah. She's like, hey, look, yeah, and she's obviously not in the younger scenes because she'd be too young. Yeah, good point. Um, and yeah, in my mind, just without seeing the film, my my recollection of that was that that was a flashback. And that's where I got confused in between what oh, was going go. on. Cause, yeah. cause the first few scenes I thought he was actually going to, this is a, he's a music teacher back in town and he's going to meet a new student. I didn't pick up straight I thought away. That initially, that, yeah. I did think that. Initially, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Very good question. Um, mm. Anything else you want to ask? No, nah, that was kind of it. I mean, there's plenty we can try yeah. and pack, but it's yeah, cool. I had. Uh, we've already discussed this. I was like, "What was with that ending?" So we've done that. Um, <laughs> the only other thing is more a statement, like th- that opening scene where uh, Benny lights up the cigarette and just throws it off the cliff. I freaked out. I was like, "Bushfire, bushfire!" <laughs> I don't know if you felt the same way. <laughs> no, that was that was a genuine concern. I wasn't too sure what he was doing. I got, the more I think about it, the more I did like that opening closing i know you didn't like it because it yeah. didn't sim- symbolize any movement but i think it i think it was quite nice and i think it was almost a little bit too in your face but i think i liked it oh, yeah I, I i think probably just because throughout the film we see him crush that pack of cigarettes and then after she performs he goes out and smokes and i was like it just didn't all fit in and that's probably me mm-hmm. not fully appreciating this uh non-linear structure yeah fair all right time to wrap it up give the film a rating out of five and come up with an average what have you got for this one Look, I enjoyed being placed in this really beautiful setting. Uh, I think it made for a really nice winter watch. Obviously, it is the middle of winter here in Melbourne. Um, I think the story itself, just it lacks some punch, despite the pieces being in place to make it work. Having a main character I liked would have helped um, because just creating a better connection with him and his relationships really could have elevated this movie. I am going to give it two stars. Nice. Yeah, I... I think it's probably easy to see where I'm going with this, but there are a lot better international films that we've covered on Netflix um, that you can probably check out than this one. Like the performances really stick where like for the characters that are playing, they were fine. Like there was nothing wrong with the actual performances. So I just think that the main issue for me with this one is that you just can't have such a down and out character with such little, like you want to see some sort of progression throughout the film. And um, I didn't see that. And I think that it's really hard to expect audiences to connect with a film if they can't connect with the character. So uh, this mm. is getting a one and a half out of five for me, which 
gives us a 1.75. So on the lower end, a lot lower than um, the 800 people on Letterboxd and uh, IMDb. That's true. <laughs> we might actually shift that Letterboxd uh, overall rating when we put, our, we put our scores. Yeah, scores. We might. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, we have social media. We've got Twitter. I've got Facebook, Instagram. Question for this week was, have you ever had a good music teacher? Um in your life, in your, in your education. I, I have memories of um, primary school. We had a cool teacher that used to do like a reward chart where if you, the class did really well, you'd get, um, she'd bring in like homemade chocolate coated popcorn. And I was just like, that's a memory wow. in my mind. Yeah. And then weird stories. So that was in like primary school. And then when I got to high school, I was actually in the same class as her son. Um, so that was weird. Oh, really? Yeah. Were, you, were you in a music class with him? Uh, no, no, he was oh, definitely, no, I, no, I, no, I, I didn't follow through trip. with me here. I didn't, I've got no music talent at all. So unfortunately, um, I think <laughs> I've told this, I've told this story about me, um, in Greece, the musical before, if you want to hear that, go listen to that somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. All right. Well, that's about it. I think, I think we're done. We're done that's for it. the day. Um, we're, we're done. Back. Yeah. We are back for another episode next week. Our 150th spectacular 150 films we're in this is um this is great and it's a rom-com so they've we've, we've kept this perfectly for you mj that um we're gonna have a, a rom-com film for our 150th it's from 2019 it's called someone great and it's directed by jennifer Caton robinson and it stars gina rodriguez britney snow dewanda wise and lakeith stanfield and peter mm. vack bit of lakeith we've we've seen him quite a bit <laughs> He has been in quite a few Netflix original movies, uh, and we know right now he's quite a big star. But um, mm-hmm. I did look ahead to make sure that the hundred and I know we say we have done more than one hundred and fifty movies because we have gone out of order uh, with a few bonus episodes here and there. But um, yeah, this is the one hundred and fiftieth Netflix original movie. Um, we've done bloody well. Uh, from memory, when we did our hundredth episode, we that was like a one week that we weren't in lockdown, so we actually did that one together. And I think since then, it's all been online. <laughs> I do recall that. So no, but we were in lockdown prior to that as well, and there was yeah, like we this little opening, yeah, little opening where we could get together and do the hundredth, and then the week after that, we're, we're gone again. And yeah. yeah, we haven't actually recorded <laughs> one in person since. It's crazy. That's crazy. Oh man, what's and we are to- currently in lockdown again right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> crazy but um yeah thank you for the chat i'm glad that i got to speak about that film because i was just sitting on that for a while i'm glad i got to listen to you speak about that film <laughs> so that worked out well good uh i will see you next week sounds good see you then mate <laughs>